Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 30, Season 3 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Even Richie, um, well, we're down to just four teams now um, after two decent but um, admittedly one-sided matches in the weekend. How was your weekend and what did you think of those matches? Weekend was very good. Thanks, thanks, Brad. I've, yep, I was just going to say the matches uh, weren't quite as nail-biting as the previous week, but... Um, yeah, it does set up a couple of really nice matches this coming weekend. Definitely. And while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything that you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of the finals week two, and our picks. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as questions we've got for each other. We'll then preview the preliminary finals and make our tips before ending the night with a recap of Super League. And yes, Paul has finally decided to return um, after having a couple of weeks off. So he is back and will probably do a better job at managing the comments <laughs> and all that um, compared to what I was doing. But um, So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and we may as well just jump straight into it, Richie. Sure, um, let's do it. I was struggling a bit with some of the news, um, but I've got Jacob Little has signed to join the Dragons for the 2023 season. Uh, what's your take on that? Oh, yeah, I mean, handy signing, I guess. It's not going to um, turn them into a threat, probably much to your um, much to your pleasure there, Brad. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, handy, handy signing, handy enough signing, I guess. What do you think I of think it? So. Given, yeah, as, given, I... given that you love the Dragons. Yeah, I think it's a handy sign. He's a he's a talented little footballer. He just needs mm. um, he needs some help from some forwards compared to what was happening at his previous club. Yeah, um, sure. So, and they might also it hasn't been confirmed yet, but there's still a lot of rumblings that Jack Murchie will join them as well. So um, that would be handy for them in um, the forward category because um, I was always up and down 
with Murti when he was with the Warriors, but I think towards the end of the se- this season, we saw him really put some good efforts on the field, and um, he could be a great adding to their team. But the biggest rumor coming out of the Dragons right now, which I feel uh, it will be interesting if it happens um, for this show due to my feelings on both the team and the player, but um, they are looking at offering David Fafida a massive deal for 2024. What's your take on the potential um, possibility of Fafita joining the Dragons? I know um, he his partner plays for the Dragons um, yeah. women's side. So yeah. um, that is, you know, another tempting offer for him. But uh, what's your take? Um, go back to Murchie. You can't pass me by without letting me have a yeah, chat sorry. about Murchie. So, yeah, I think Murchie... I think he's got a lot of talent. He's just probably didn't get as much opportunity as as he could have got here at the Warriors. So I think if he goes, if he does end up going there and getting a lot of opportunity, I think we could see him blossom. For feeder, the verdict's still out for me. If he's worth really big money, if he's worth a massive deal, uh, given that he's an edge forward that impacts the game when he's on, he impacts the game, but there are big periods where he doesn't have a lot of impact on games. So um, those kind of massive deals for me, I know we've spoken about it plenty in the past, but mostly spine players, I reckon, rather than edge forwards. Yeah, I I wouldn't waste the money on him myself. Um, If I heard that the Warriors were willing to throw a million dollars at Fafita, I would suggest you could get two players that will give you more week to week Yep. for that money than what he will give you. He will give you those game-breaking moments from time to time, but you, you can't really just rely on that every second week, him doing something. Um, at that money, you need consistency. Mm. Uh, Jacko brought some news up, which was further down the list, but I'll bring it up forward um, now. But Tyrell Sloan, also from the Dragons, is rumoured to be unhappy with the club and is set to recru- request a release. Words are, as always... Um, that he would, if he gets released, he'll end up at the Dolphins. But um, what's your take? Do you think it's fair for him to to want to go, or is this another case of a young player not learning to bide their time? Yeah, perhaps. I, I know what camp you probably sit in, Brad. I think he's he looked like maybe not this season, the season before when he sort of burst onto the scene late late in the season and, and looked like he could be anything. Um, it felt like this year he had a couple of rough games at the start and then kind of was just uh, put on the back burner for the majority of the year. So I think he's got a lot to offer. He's still very young. So um, whether or not that be at the Dragons or the Dolphins might be a, a good landing spot for him. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm actually, I'm normally against it. I think they need to learn to buy their time. But in this situation, I think it's the right decision because I feel that he was one of the better options to have in the halves and they just weren't picking him. Um, so if you're not going to get picked when you're one of the better ones there, what's the point of sticking around? Um, I'd understand if it's a situation where you got like one of the best in the, in the comp in your spot and you're like, no, well, I want to leave. Um, but I'm just trying to look 
Yeah, well, you yeah, see, because they got Amoni. Um, well, he was playing on the wing. So, yeah, he... Yeah, he needs... And like Jacko said, he needs a top development coach. And Hook doesn't cut it. Yeah, I think the best thing for him would be if he could get to the... Get to the Dolphins, sit under Bennett for a couple of years. Um, I think it would do wonders for him. So hopefully that happens because I'm always very happy to see players leave the Dragons. So you surprised um, me. He surprised me though. I thought you were going to go old school and um, no, I'm normally old school. Time. Yeah, but I I think he. I felt he was a bit up and down, but he showed enough to show that he should be a, a regular. Mm. And the fact that he he was getting, you know, a couple of weeks in, a couple of weeks out, um, that's not good for your development. So, yeah, um, yeah, move on. Um, but, and yeah, would any player be worse for a couple of years under Bennett? No, that's probably a pretty fair statement. Um, but next bit of news, we've got the Broncos. So they are set to stick with Kevy Walters as coach, but they want changes to his coaching staff. And Terry Madison's the first name to have left the ranks. Um, since the season ended there's also you know a lot of talk about Walters and Ben Eichen not getting on at the best of times yeah. and stuff uh, just the traditional um, mess that is Brisbane right now but um, what's your take do you I, I feel like you've got to stick with Walters because there's no one else anyway um, so you know you picked him you've got to stick with him until a better option is around um but what's your take? You naturally, you got to stick with them until there's better around. I, I just think there's a lot going on behind closed doors there. Um, obviously, talk with Kevy Walters and I cannot get in along. Um, also, Steve Walters, I think, as he was he was in in a position there. And has I think he's left. Can you confirm, Brad? I'm pretty sure he's walked out on his position. So, if your own brother's, you know, left the organisation now, yeah, something, something fishy's going on there. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. I heard it. I heard it on a podcast. Yeah, and I'm on a website right now. It's just said he's departed. It doesn't yeah, say if he. Everything you hear on podcasts is always entirely true. And we're, we're, 100%. We're, we're fully, fully informed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Terry Madison was an assistant coach. He's departed. And Steve Walters was the football admin manager. Yeah. And it's just said they've both departed. Um, but yeah, it doesn't say they were sacked, but it doesn't say that they chose to leave either. So, it's left in the air. Um, but yeah, times are changing. And um, Jacko said Icon's got too many brains and league now for Kevin to relate to. It's pretty accurate. I think Icon's very switched on. Um, and I think they'll get better with his direction. It's just getting everyone else to fall in line. What, what, what does a football admin coach do? Does, does he buy the balls at the beginning of the season? Yeah, he's an admin. He's an admin manager. He's an admin manager, not a coach. So... In my experience with workplaces, managers don't do much, so I'm not really sure what he did. Um, but yeah, that's a quick way to get fired, Brad. But yeah. <laughs> um, moving on from the Broncos, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more developments um, in the next week or two um, that we can talk about with what happens there and the ins and outs and the coaching stuff. So we'll we'll touch back on that. I'm pretty confident. 
Uh, but the Tigers, um, we've got to talk about the Tigers every week. It's part of the contract. But um, they're rumoured to be willing to beat any offer given to Cameron Munster in an attempt to land him and have told um, Braith and Nasta to keep them in the in the loop with um, the ongoings with Munster and his contract situation. And um, Benji Marshall apparently is adamant that he wants Mitch Moses back at the club, which apparently other higher-ups in the Tigers aren't so happy about. But what's your take on first Munster and second Moses? Yeah, I don't know if Munster would want to go to the Tigers or who who would really. Uh, I kind of felt like he, if he was wanting to go somewhere, it would be Queensland. Um, yeah, but as you always say, money talks, depends on the offer. Um, Moses... Yeah, that's a good target. Given that that's where he's where he's from, and he's in red hot form. Um, as much as you were calling him a flat track bully earlier in the year, Brad, I, th- I think I think he's starting to show. I think he's starting to show what he's about. I mean, when he's playing Parramatta, they go a lot better than when he's not there for sure. Um, but yeah, just some big moves the Tigers wanting to make. I think they need to make big moves. Yeah, and I, um, Jacko said Anasta will use Tigers to get Munster and Monster deal elsewhere. That's kind of what I'm feeling. Yeah. Feeling like this is the, the perfect situation for a player manager to, um, or a player agent, I should say, to get that, that Monster deal because you've got a team that's basically come out and said, whatever people are offering, we're going to do more. So you know that that's going to up the deals everywhere else. Um, and I think I I still feel he, if he is leaving the storm, which it, the fact he hasn't signed um, an extension with them by now is pretty obvious that he's going to go. I think he's going to be a dolphin. Mm. Um, I think uh, even, uh, even Cam Smith came out and said that too, didn't he? That yeah. he feels like he's going to end up at the Dolphins. Yeah, it ticks the box that he he said he always wanted to go back to Queensland, and they're going to tick the money box as well. Um, so you watch, we'll, we'll have an announcement after the show that he signed with the Roosters, but, um, we'll see, but yeah, I've still got all my money in the basket of, um, him being a dolphin, but yeah, the, uh, Cameron Munster story is going to continue also. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, and then some super league news, Uddersfield have announced the signing of Titan, the sound masters on a two year deal. Um, not a bad pickup for Uddersfield there. Um, and Bevan French has also um, signed a new two-year deal to stay with Wigan, which was what we talked yep. about last week, yes. that it sounded like he would stay because they offered a massive deal. But what's your take on those two? Um, French is kind of killing it in the Super League, and um, yeah. I think the Sun Masters, you know, it hasn't been, you know, um, doing anything amazing at the Titans, but mm. he'll, he'll be a killer over there. Yeah, so what we do know is... Evan French is a bona fide superstar in the Super League already, so um, good that they were able to get a deal over the line, a good deal for him, obviously, to keep him there. Isan, um, yeah. I think, is a big, strong player that will perform very well in Super League. I think Super League's a, a good level for him. It's the kind of league where some of these players go over and become superstars. Just look at who won the Man of Steel. Um Bodie Croft just got announced as the Man of Steel best player in Super Super League, and 
Thanks um, for stealing my news for the for the end of the show, but yes, well done. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think Isan could go go over there and do some good things. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the next bit is probably going to take a bit longer. Matt Lodge, um, you know, favorite warrior of many. Um, he had put a thing out on Instagram addressing a boxing match against Paul Gallen. Um, there's a lot here, so I'm going to read from my little my little notes. Um, but he wants to create a GoFundMe um, page, and he said if it reaches a million dollars, he will donate it and his purse for the fight to develop a facility out west to aid troubled youth. Um, Paul Gallen has come out afterwards and rubbished the call out and said if Lodge wants to help the community, he should use the 700k he's getting from the Warriors. Um, to set up the thing and has said has already set his last fight in December against Justin Hodges. Um, so what's your, what's your take on, um, on all of that, the, the lodge um, calling Gallon out and Gallon saying no. I might have a slightly sort of swayed view on this. Uh, part of me thinks, yeah, that that's cool. Matt Lodge you sound like you want to do something cool. And then Gallon came out and said what he said. To which I, <laughs> I, I kind of had a chuckle at, but also, given that he's taken seven hundred k of our cash, I kind of thought, yep, Gallon's kind of right there. But then I thought that's kind of hypocritical of Gallon because he's been stealing punters' money, people who pay to watch him box. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I was a bit the same. I was like, yeah, great idea from from Lodge. I don't know if he'll get a million dollars in a GoFundMe. Um, but I thought, like, if he could get that and get a million dollars, it would be hard for Gallon to say no. And then seeing what um, Gallon said, like Simon said, I don't normally support Gallon, but with what Gallon said, like, there was more than what I, I just put, like, the knockout punch, mm. pardon the pun, um, statement about the 700K because it, it relates to us and our personal feelings on the situation. But it's right. He he's got a lot of money. He's probably going to get a, a huge pay rise with the the roosters as well. So seven hundred k could go. But um, yeah. And then Jacko said Gal doesn't seem keen on facing Lodge either. To be honest, that could be part of it too. Lodge is a big boy and still really fit. He's not a retired um, retired league player that hasn't run around for a bit like he like Gallon likes to call out. So. Um, it could be a bit of both. Um, and yeah, I like Simon said, I think Matt Lodge is still still owes money to that American family that he um terrorized. invaded their house and terrorized. So, you know, I don't know what's going on with it. It's your take, Paul. I was gonna say, what is it in for what, what's in it for Gallon to take on Lodge? I mean, I mean, I can see that this is what's meant for Lodge because clearly it's, it's giving him PR and stuff, but from Gallon's point of view. I mean, does it further his boxing? I mean, if, if he has a proper boxing career, um, does it further but his boxing career? Probably not. Back boxing. It's his last. Uh, yeah, he says he's only going to he's only going to do one more fight, um, which I think is why he's done it. I oh, and Jacko said he thinks they settled that money issue already. So um, in the USA, so that's fine then. Um, yeah, Lodge was kind of painting it, saying like he's the most hated man in in rugby league, so everyone would want to watch it and. That would mean more money for Gallon and ra ra ra, but um, yeah, I, do, this I don't like, know. This is something that he wants and is, is good for is good for Lodge's public um, uh, publicity and, and people knowing him. 
Whereas I, yeah, Alan at all. Yeah, I feel so. Um, feel a bit the same. But um, anything else you want to add to that before we move on, Richie? No, I think we covered it, mate. Move on. Yeah, move on. So, um, Murata Nakore um, has been given a special exemption to play for the Kiwis at the World Cup. Um, prior to pulling on the Kiwis jersey um, in June this year, he actually appeared for the Cook Islands um, three times between 2017 and 2019. Um, and according to the rules, which, you know, I kind of laugh at the eligibility rules anyway, but a player can move between Tier 1 and Tier 2 freely, but this may not happen during a tournament, um, including qualifying for a tournament. And one of the games Nakore played for the Cook Islands was a qualifying test for the World Cup, um, meaning that he potentially, if they stuck with the rules, he couldn't play for New Zealand or the Cook Islands um, at this World Cup. But the um, the international rugby um, league thing just said, yep, no, it's fine. Um, he can play. So um, good for us. Um, what's your take on it? Um, it's always hard to dissect the eligibility rules at the best of times. Mate, um, who, who wrote those rules? Seriously, um the the eligibility rules in the rugby league are a bit of a joke. I'm glad he's got an exemption. I'm glad he's able to turn out for the Kiwis. I know he's wanted to turn out for the Kiwis. Um, he was born in NZ, so he's got to tick the box of representing Cook Islands for his heritage. But um, now, now he'll get to play on the well on the biggest stage for the Kiwis. So um, that's good for him. But yeah. The, uh, I don't, the yeah. eligibility rules just leave me scratching my head. I don't mind it due to the fact that he played for the Cook Islands in 2019. Yeah. Um, and we're now at 2022. If he had it's played for Cook Islands ago. last year or this year, different story, I'd say that's tough luck. Um, but it's similar We with Jeremiah Nanai. Um, I haven't put him in here, but there's a, a quote from him that he um, said he, he wants to represent the Kangaroos, but if they don't pick him, he'll play for Samoa, which is the wrong, that's not the approach we want. You want to see, I'll talk about it in the next segment because I've got some players that have been named for World Cup sides, mm. but um, the others that have been, um, that have decided they want to play for Samoa have already said so. And some of those guys would make the Kangaroos, but they've picked. So um, you've got to pick. I, I think that's the way if, at the start of the year, if you said, this is the country I want to play for, that's who you play for. There's no chopping and changing. Um, but yeah, it's, it changes depending on the player and depending on the team um, as it goes, which is ridiculous. But yeah. we're winning in this one, so I'll take it as hypocritical <laughs> as that makes me. Um, but yeah, the last bit before we go into wow, injuries and stuff. Just, I, you go, Paul. Some change for Brad going, oh, it's good for, it's good for the Warriors, it's good for the, the Kiwis, therefore I like it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, But yeah, before we move on to injuries and naughty boys, um, I just wanted to go a little bit over the World Cup. Um, Extended World Cup sides are starting to come out now. Um, I think we haven't really talked about it that much, but I think we'll do a World Cup preview show or something and a few things for the World Cup. But um, I thought I'd just make uh, mention of some notable selections. So um, Joseph Swali. Um, I always get his last name wrong, and I apologize, uh, Joseph, but he's elected to play for Samoa, joining Jerome Luai, Brian Toto, 
uh, Junior Paulo and Josh Papali'i to um, join your your lovely little team, Samoa Richie. So I'm sure that makes you very happy. Yes. Um, David Fafida has been named by both the Kangaroos and Tonga. Um, so no words on who he's going to play for yet. I guess he's just going to pick a name out of the hat. Um, Lachlan Elias um, has been selected for Greece. Um, Sean Johnson has been selected for the Kiwis, um, which I'm not too surprised on. Um, I don't expect him to play, um, to be honest, but you don't want a situation, touch wood, where you lose um, Dylan Brown and um, Jerome Hughes and then have, you know, I don't know who you'd have coming in to, to play in the halves for them afterwards. So he's Cody good Nakarima. there as a backup. Cody Nakarima. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Payne Haas was picked by the Kangaroos, but he's actually opted to withdraw from the World Cup while also confirming that he's going to remain with the Broncos. So um, that's a definite sign that the Kangaroos aren't going to win this World Cup because Payne Haas doesn't even want to bother to show up for them. But um, on a serious note, I think there's some personal stuff going on. Yep. that he wants to focus on. Um, so respect him for, you know, announcing now rather than waiting until, um, you know, the final minutes, um, like some other players have done for the Kiwis in World Cups past. Tumble on that. Will that impact his ability to play in Origin next year? He says, I'm not, I won't play for the Wallabies. Oh, so I won't for the, not Wallabies, won't play for the Kangaroos at the uh, World Cup. No, no. I don't he's, he's still um, eligible um, he's not renounced it to go be a Kiwi or anything like that. But, um, yeah, that's all I really had. Any takes on those namings? Um, we'll, as I said, we'll do a full proper preview. But what's your take on those? I'm sure you're happy about Samoa. Yeah, I think Soali is a big one. Um, I think given that players like Toa had already ruled themselves out, I think maybe Josh Adokar might be a shoe in for the Kangaroos, but they were really looking for another winger, another outside back. I think, given his form this year, he would have been selected for. It for the definitely Kangaroos. sounded like they were going to pick him. Yeah, um, so I think it's massive, man. I think they're starting to put together a real, really well-rounded squad that could do some good things in the World Cup. Um, and just on that uh, rugby league World Cup preview show, as Paul said, not sure that New Zealand Sport Radio has the budget. Everybody watching, make sure you subscribe to um, New Zealand Sport Radio on Patreon. Maybe that can fund fund the show. <laughs> yes, that that would be great. Or you could just uh, give me link, money. Link on, on the screen there for you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll move on to injuries. Not too many. Um, basically, just talking about the Rabbitohs for a little bit. Um, Jai Arrow um, had a groin strain, but should be fit for this week. Um, Alec Johnson. Um, he got a hip flexor issue, and he is in doubt for this week, but they think that he should be there. Um, and then um, Savili Havili, um, I always get his name wrong, um, he injured his calf and is also in doubt for this week's match. But I'm sure if they're you know, remotely close to, to being able to run around, they're going to want to play. Um, and then um, Tom Opacek from the Eels also injured his hamstrings and in doubt this week as well um so nothing too major they all potentially could play or they might have to miss out but it's going to take something serious to um have a player not want to um show up for that final game potentially of the season um what's your take on those i think johnston's probably the the biggest um haveli um jacko said's a, a big loss too yeah i think he 
um, no disrespect to him, I think Johnson's the the biggest concern. But mm. um, Havili, I think, has been really good for them off the bench. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and um, Jai Arrow as well is a, a big guy. Um, I'm just looking. So Havili has not been named um, mm. at all. He yeah, so he's definitely not playing. He's not even on the extended. Yeah, um, Jai. Yeah, Jai Arrow and um, Johnston have both been named to start. So, yeah, Haveli's definitely out. And um, Opacek has been named in the centres as mm. of right now. So, um, yeah, Haveli, very disappointing for him um, to miss out after what's been a pretty good year for him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, hopefully for me, the Rabbitohs players are all available um, to help me with my picks. But... Um, we'll see. That was all we really had for injuries. So naughty boys, um, not a lot either. Um, Perks only having two games. You don't get as many fines unless the Roosters are playing. Um, but we had Tavita Totola um, from the Rabbitohs. He got an $1,800 fine for a grade one dangerous contact. Chicken and then, Yeah, and then Elliot Whitehead got two, two fines, um, both $1,800 and both for grade one dangerous contacts. So... Um, yeah, not too much. Um, yeah, <laughs> all that matters are Brad's picks, 100% full. Um, so you, before we go on to previewing those two matches, we'll just do a quick rundown of the NRLW. Um, so the Eels defied odds um, to squeak into the finals. Um, they needed to win by six over the Broncos, but got the job done with a 12-point win which sees them make the finals and sees the Broncos miss the finals for the first time in the short history of the NRLW, joining the Titans on missing out. So we had the Eels defeating the Broncos 28-16, Roosters defeated Titans 38-12, my, my beautiful Knights defeated the Dragons 30-8. Yeah, massive which means, which means we see um, the finals, which will be the Knights versus the Dragons and the Roosters versus the Eels. So... I would say it's going to be Knights Roosters final, um, just due to form and basically they're the top two teams. Yeah. Uh, but did you manage to watch any of the games? I actually didn't, mate. Unfortunately, I'll definitely be watching the finals. What I did do was I saw a post about the Eels squeaking into the top four and stupidly I, I thought I'd put a joke and I, I said they also made the bottom four. I got absolutely roasted, so... <laughs> I won't be doing that again, but yeah, yeah. I will be doing to watching the games this weekend. Um, yeah. I think we got our tips mostly right, didn't we? Because I know, I know we we threw some tips down for those games. I think we got the Broncos Eels one wrong, and the other two correct. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I picked the Broncos, and yeah, then I got Roosters Knights right. I, I haven't picked against the Knights all year, um, mm. so it, it's it's good to see. Until the Warriors have a New Zealand team back. The Knights are my team. Um, and, yeah, it should be, should be cracking games this week. So um, at least try to watch one. Did you catch any of those games? Yeah, I watched the the Knights-Dragons. Um, nice. I did see a bit of the Roosters-Titans game. Um, but, yeah, I missed the Dragons-Eels, uh, the Broncos-Eels, which is probably the most important due to ladder situations. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got no excuse this week. There's only four games, so I'll, I'll yeah, watch exactly. Them. I'll watch them all. Um, but yeah, that will bring us into the round. So that means <clears> I get to to hand the keys to you and um, let you start with the Raiders Eels game on Friday. 
Thanks, mate. So, yes, the Parramatta Eels got up over the Raiders 40 points to four on Friday night. Was seven tries to one. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, for the Eels, Will Pinasini, Tom Opicic, Wanga Blake, Junior Bolo, Mitch Moses, and Marata Niakore with a double. And one pretty special try to Xavier Savage. Uh, great solo effort for the Raiders. Yeah, a pretty dominant performance, Brad, by the Eels, I, I thought. I think um, the platform was well and truly laid with their forwards. I know pretty much the whole starting forward pack ran for over 100 metres by half time, apart from Nia Kore, who had to leave the field, I think, after 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, other than that, Yep, hard and fast up the middle, and then off the back, the halves. I think Dylan Brown was really, really good, and um, yeah, pretty, pretty big result there. Yeah, you're stealing all my stats. Sorry, so that that's great. I'm meant to pretend to be knowledgeable here, um, but yeah, the Eels just wouldn't be denied. And yeah, as you said, um, the Fords are on fire. I've got the names just to go a little bit better, but um, Sean Lane, Isaiah Papali'i. Ryu, Campbell Gellard, Junior Polo, and Ryan Madison all ran over 100 metres before halftime, um, which is an incredible stat. I think yeah. we'll talk about it in the next game. One player in the forwards of both sides ran for – oh, one for the Sharks, sorry, um, ran for 100 metres in the entire game. Mm. So it just shows the level. And when your forwards are doing that much damage up the middle, it just opens everything up. And we saw that Mitch Moses um, flat track bully, you know, yeah, when it's going easy, he goes well. But no, he, he's really stepped up um, and playing really well. Um, Dylan Brown as well. Dylan Brown ran for over 300 metres himself. Yeah, which amazing. Which is crazy for a half. Um, but yeah, they all played well. It was really hard to sit there and go, well, that eel didn't didn't do much. But I thought they all did well. Simon says it was very disappointing. Yeah, sorry, What's Simon. for me too? I picked yeah. the Raiders. I thought the Raiders had this. But yeah. Um, the Raiders just, I'll get into them in my next bit. But um, I liked what I saw from Murata um, Nakore. Oh, he yeah. Ended the, end of the match with a nice double, and hopefully we see those types of performances from him in a Warriors jersey next year. Um, but, yeah, it was just a solid effort from the Eels, and um, they can be such a dangerous side when they're in this state of mind. They just need to keep this mindset for the next two weeks if they want to go, go deep. Um, the Raiders, as I said already, I picked them um, for this one. And to be honest, it just looked like they had an off night. Um, mm. The little things that were going their way in their impressive winning streak to get to this point, 
just weren't working. Um, and we saw an increase in errors, which didn't help. Their forwards, who have been great um, in the streak, were just bullied, I think is the best way to say it. Um, Joseph Tapani and Josh Papali'i, um, they barely made a dent, um, which was a huge surprise for me. And poor Xavier Savage, um, he had a shocker. He made several errors, um, but he did show that upside with that impressive solo try. Yeah. Um, he's still young and he's got a hell of an upside. So, you know, you're not throwing him out saying we need a new fullback at the Raiders by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's I expect big things from him next year. And this is a game he should take a lot of learnings from. You know, he's still very young. Um, but yeah, disappointing way for the Raiders to, to end the season. But I think they should actually be proud of what they did in the back end. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they're going to be a stronger team in 2023. I know Ricky Stewart said if they hadn't had injuries, they would have been a top four side. Um, I'm still not sure. Um, but yeah, I think they definitely could be in talks to be in that category next year if they start the season how they ended this one, um, besides this game, obviously. Yeah, well said, Brad. I, I always, I tend, to, always I tend to, yeah, I know, but I tend to think. Given the start they had to the season, it's it's a win for the Raiders, really. I mean, they won first week finals and they made it this far, given the really bad start they had. And they were without their new recruit, Jamal Fogarty, who might not get the raps of some of the other halfback signings, Nico Hines, Adam Reynolds. Um, but their season really started to turn around once he came back. And I think he just um, gets everyone around the field and, and orchestrates that team. So... Right, yeah. In one foul swoop, he he improved the Raiders' season and destroyed the Titans' one. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they looked a lot better with him out there, which was always going to be the goal. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think they'll hit the ground, um, hit the ground running next year. Hopefully. Hopefully, eh, Simon? Um, so the second game was on Saturday was the Rabbitohs 38 over the Sharks 12. Six tries to two. Mark Nichols, Tane Milne, Cameron Murray, Lachlan Ilias, Cody Walker. Tane Milne grabbed the second in the 66th minute. Only two tries for the Sharks. Brighton Nakora and Ronaldo Mulatalo. Uh, yeah, I thought this game was pretty messy for good periods of it, Brad. I think both teams had 13 errors each, and it was a bit stop-start stop in, in patches, but... In the end, the Rabbitohs showed their class again and, and the, the Sharks conceding 30-plus points f for the two weeks that they were in the finals and exit in straight sets, I think, given the year they had. I know Craig Fitzgibbon was very disappointed in their defence in particular and the presser afterwards. So, yeah, I think given the season they had, that was a pretty meek way to, to bow out of the finals. Yeah, well, I picked the Rabbits to win um, anyway, but I didn't think it would be this one-sided. Um, yeah. The Rabbitohs, I, I say it every bloody week, I feel, but they still make too many errors. I had them yeah. at 14 instead of 13, but um, um, when they held onto the ball, um, the points flowed. So yeah. um, I suppose that's the, the benefit of it. Cameron Murray was dominant in the pack. The rest of the forwards yeah. all put their hands up as well. They had quick play the balls, which allowed Damian Cook to um, play like the old days, which feels a bit mean. 
um, getting the getting it out of the ruck quickly and giving the backs time. Lachlan Elias, he keeps building. Um, had another decent night. He directed play well, but it's his defence thing. Like we talked about it um, in that final round of the regular season, where he was a speed bump all night. Since the finals have started, he's missed two tackles, um, which is actually fantastic because he was. I think he was almost double digits in that final round against mm. the Roosters. Um, so it's just great to see that he's developing there. Um, I'm um, Latrell Mitchell had another great night. He's yet to miss a conversion in this final series. Amazing. Um, which is fantastic. And his run meters were low, um, which I know a lot of people have been talking about. I think he ran for like 60 meters. But he creates so many opportunities yeah. for his teammates, um, which I feel is more beneficial to the club right now than um, saying he ran for 100 meters. Um, he's just always dangerous with the ball. Um, I'm 100% on the Rabbitohs bandwagon now. Um <laughs> <laughs> and while I thought they were dangerous um, in this match, if they don't improve that ball handling um, and their defensive reads on the outsides, um, they're not going to have a chance against the Panthers. So they really need to work on that. If they turn up with the, the sticky tape on the hands, um, they they could potentially you know upset the Panthers. Mm. But yeah, it all comes down to that respect for the ball. Um, but for the Sharks, I think many people were surprised this season with how well they went but they just didn't fire a shot in this match. Um, a bit of a repeat from the match we just talked about, but the Sharks forward struggled. As I said um, earlier on, Dale Finucane was the only one that ran for 100 metres. Yeah. Um, and that, once they started struggling there, it just crept through the rest of the side, and um, they made they made a lot of errors. They missed 45 tackles, which you already mentioned, um, and they just weren't good enough to build pressure to get points. Um, that's the basic that defense, as you said, um, Fitzgibbon was um, savage about it. I think they said in the regular season they averaged like 15 points uh, against them a game. And then, as you said, they've doubled that in the finals, um, which is not the way you want to go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been good all season. And then it went away when it mattered most, which, you know, is a big no-no. They won't be happy to go out in straight sets after reaching second place. But I think they've built a good platform. Um, for the future, and we'll learn a lot from this finals run and be better prepared next year. Um, no one picked them to be a top four side before the season started. So, um, and yeah, like Jacko said, the the Sharks and the Cows have very favourable draws um, to get them into that top four. I know a lot. Has, the Sharks had quite an, a comfortable draw. I'm not going to say an easy draw, but it was comfortable compared to others, mm. um, which kind of helped them. Um, but as the Rabbitohs and um, to even the Raiders have shown, you know, as long as you make that eight, if you're a good enough team, you can do damage in the finals. So, um, yeah, everyone wants that top four spot for that second chance, but some teams don't need it. Yeah. I still feel like next year they might be better for this experience. Um, they had chances in this game that they just shot themselves in the foot with too. I mean, they yeah. had a try rubbed out. Lovely would have been a lovely try off a kick and a behind the back pass, but Jesse Ramian was in front of the kicker. Um, yeah. So, yeah, actually, funny you mentioned uh, Latrell Mitchell with his low running meters. I I saw someone on Facebook. I must have been a Panthers fan comparing him to Dylan Edwards, saying Edwards in his previous game ran for over 150 meters. Completely different kind of player. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's apples and oranges. They're both yeah. very good, but um, That's they're different styles. Some people just look at run meters and, and deep dive into the stats too much. But when you look at Mitchell's game, um, his running game's deadly when he uses it, but he creates so much for the rest of the team as well. For a guy that big, um, his ball playing is crazy. Uh, and it just his influence on the on games, it's obvious. Look how much better they've done once he came back. Um, he's like a lot of – he's a big part of the reason they're in such hot form right now. So, Yeah, and as Jacko said, a team from outside the top fours hasn't won the comp in the modern era until this year when the Rabbitohs go all the way. So um, it's a history history-defining moment, so it'll be great. Um, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I'm getting less and less confident the more I talk about it. Did the Cowboys do it in 2015? Where did they finish? I can't. I can't remember. I just have a feeling like they were outside the top four. Could be completely wrong. Um, normally, normally, yes. Yeah, so I probably am. But that was that was the two games for the weekend. Cheers for that, Richie. I'm just I'm just checking. Um, 2015, right? Yeah. Man, perks of technology. Um, who did you say? The Cowboys? Yeah. They were third. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm You've got to be positive. I'm a Warriors fan. Remember, Jacko. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the round. So, we may as well, if you can bring up the picks, um, if you like, you don't have to, um, but they're there. Um, no star this week. I wasn't feeling it. But, um, Richie, you got two out of two. Um, you picked, you know, the eels and the rabbits. Um, I got one out of two. I got the rabbits right, and then Paul Simon um, got a zero, um, which sees Richard leading and pretty much confirmed to take the whole thing out. So congrats um, with four out of six, and Simon and myself are both tied at the bottom, two out of six. I mean, Richie Brown throwing his toys out the crowd. No star, even though you got a two out of two. You got a perfect round. Boy, yeah, boy, it's, it's only not taken as well, is he? You wait, you wait, three. you wait till the tips section, and I tip the exact same teams he does just to rub <laughs> it in. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and Simon's giving me his picks, so cheers for that, Simon. I'll write those down now. Um, yeah, I don't give you a star because it was only two games, you know. If it was <laughs> if it was the eight games like you'd done earlier in the year, then then we're talking, yeah, right. fair call. Um, so yeah, that is the picks. Um, so we may as well go into questions. Were there any questions from anyone, Paul, or did we just talk all the way through it and answer them all? Hey, you talk all the way through and answer them. I do have a question myself, if that's uh, if that's allowed. Are we, we, of course, is that, is, that, is, that, is that okay? Yeah, yeah that's fine. So, um, that's fine. We've, obviously, we've been talking now about this, um, uh, the uh, the rugby league um, world cup. Um, and uh, I'm just wondering what kind of coverage are you uh, you're looking at um, providing because. Having a quick look at the, uh, the the schedule, and not only do we have the men's one, but uh, are you going to be covering um, the, uh, the the uh, wheelchair rugby league World Cup? And what, what is your do you have any knowledge of uh, of wheelchair rugby league? I know they have wheels. Yeah, zilch. <laughs> no, no knowledge. <laughs> um, okay, I we, feel okay, like we, we won't try, we won't try and, um, uh, and 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 kind of fake that one then. Um, yeah. It, I, I, I think the best I could do is results. Um, it, it really depends on the coverage that we can get. Uh, you missed the show, but Sky doesn't have the World Cup. 
um, Spark does. Okay. So um, it really depends on the coverage Spark provides, and if they're actually going to, if they've just giving us the coverage of the men's and women's, or if they're going to do all three. I assume they're going to do all three, but um, I haven't looked enough yet. I'm too scared to go on there in case they start charging me money. Um, so folks, don't forget um, patreon.com forward slash endless sport radio so we can uh, pay for Brad <laughs> yes. and uh, Richie's um, uh, Stark Sports um, subscriptions. Uh, look, uh, uh, look, the wheelchair stuff, I mean, I've, I've watched the motorball, I've watched the rugby union version of this, and it is uh, <laughs> uh, live. Uh, it, it is it's impressive stuff. So uh, it's uh, lost. Um, I was asking the boys, it's not a laugh matter. It, 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 they, they, those guys are, or the gang girls are, are, are cracking sportsmen, mm. sports people. So uh, it is, it's, it's worth watching. It is fun, fun to watch. Um, yeah. So on, on the the men's one, which I guess is where we're going to spend most of our time, as you see, my uh, my computer is uh, is lagging there a bit. Um, is this uh, we've got games on sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth? Yet one day off. Then it's twenty first, twenty second, twenty third. Are we going to have daily coverage of all these games and um, reports? What, what what kind of coverage do you guys think you're providing for the uh, rugby uh, league world cup? See, you're throwing us under the bus here because you know we've had no communication on this yet. I have no idea. Um, hey, Simon, Simon's confirmed that um, they're going to play all the games on Spark, um, men, women, and wheelchair. So um, I don't maybe know. A, maybe a weekly wrap of all the key games. Weekly wrap. Oh, yeah. dearie, mate. You're slacking up. <laughs> um, folks, what I'm going to try and do, do is... is, is um, is yeah, we'll do it to get, get, get that weekly wrap, but also, um, it, I think it'd be kind of cool to do a couple of uh, look, the, the New Zealand versus Ireland game that's a 7 30 pm kickoff. Uh, so, um, oh, it's 7 30 their time though. No, yeah, all the uh, our games are like they're all in the mornings and crazy times. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to, I'm not good with numbers, so I'm still trying to figure out what time they kick off in New Zealand. But, um, once I get the Spark app all set up. It will have the schedule on there, and you can figure it out a bit better. Yeah, I think there's a couple there that we can, that we probably might be able to do a, uh, a post-match uh, reaction, and maybe at Ruin Hammer as well um, to do some uh, do yeah. a post-match reactions to a couple of games, folks, on the on the weekend. So look out for those. Um, yes, obviously the boys will be doing that weekly wrap-up, uh, but also look out for some post-match reactions as well, and uh, maybe some specials around when it comes to uh, finals time. Um, it all depends how the Kiwis go too, Paul. Well, true. I mean, if they, if they out, uh, in the group stages, we might all go very quiet very quickly. Yeah. Um, um, that's all but no. we have for you, um, apart from your own questions. Okay, right, cool. So um, we'll go with your one first. Yep, okay. Oh, so my one to you was, given that South City have made another prelim final this year, do you think the decision to allow Adam Reynolds to leave was a good decision and is justified? As of right now, yes. Um, earlier in the year, I think I was quite vocal that um, they had shot their finals chances in the foot by letting him go. Um, when Elliot, um, when Lachlan wasn't doing as well as he is now, and Adam Reynolds was killing it with the Broncos. Um, but yeah, after what we've seen now, I think this year he he's really developed into a good footballer. And um, you know, if Reynolds was there, would they have ended up higher on the ladder potentially? But they're still, you know, one win away from a grand final, which is, you know, the same as where they were with him last year. So mm. I think I think it's been it's probably better um, rather than paying that huge amount of money um, to keep him. So yeah, as of now, with hindsight fully intact, I say it was the good decision. Um, what about you? 
Yeah, agree. Yeah, it is. It is a good decision with the benefit of hindsight. Benefit of hindsight. <laughs> if you'd asked me a couple months ago, I would have thought I would have been on on the fence about it. But yeah, yeah. I I think letting them go, they've managed to keep Cody and Latrell there, and I think those two combine so well. I think they've still got a good thing going on. Um, I just think it's remarkable how well they've done with Reynolds leaving, also Wayne Bennett leaving. Um, so they've had Jason Demetrio as their as Dane their guy as well. Dane Gagai. So they've had some holes to fill, and they've, they've done a really good job. Yeah, Jacko's basically said the same, saying Reynolds' best days are behind him, and young um, Elias is developing very well. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Reynolds has still got a year or two left probably in him but it's the right time to, to cut him off and go with a guy rather than waiting two years and potentially Lachlan being like most of the other young kids and saying well I'm leaving and being a dolphin um you know give him the chance to learn now um and yeah he's taken to it like a duck to water so mm. um I think yeah 100% right decision so well done on them um after I rubbish them for a couple of months at the start of the season <laughs> Um, my question for you though, um, with the talks about the Lodge versus Gallon fight, um, if you had a boxing match against any unaral player, who would it be? It's a nice, you, fun you, question, Brad. Um, yeah. we can consider this as an official call out to anyone watching as well that wants to put it out there. Absolutely. Um, the weight class might be a little different. Um, weight classes don't matter, it's fine, it doesn't matter. This is a fancy matchup, so. The person I picked had to tick a few boxes. So they're Australian, tick. They're a Queenslander, tick. They did the Warriors dirty, big tick. So Reese Walsh, I'm calling you out, mate. <laughs> okay. So you're gonna you're gonna beat up children. That's good to see. Uh, maybe that fight won't be on the card. <laughs> um, that's not a bad pick for you. Um, what about you? It shows your your cowardness. Um, I've called him out on the show before. I've called him out on Ruin Hammer, and I've actually called him out on the Warriors Anonymous podcast. So I've called the guy out three times. Um, he still hasn't called back, but I, I'm calling out um, Kane Evans. Um, I'm fairly confident I can get a couple of punches in because he can't hit. Um, he's shown that he doesn't know how to punch properly. So, um, yeah, Kane Evans... Yeah. Um, please don't see this, but if you do, <laughs> um, make it worth my while. He couldn't uh, touch Will Chambers. He exactly. threw a few, but couldn't touch me. I'm definitely a lot slower than Will Chambers, though. So, Jacko DCE is not a bad shout at all. With that neck, um, you could get him with reach, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, wouldn't mind putting some hands on him in a violent leave, way, of course. Yeah, leave, leave my DCE alone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a bit of fun one, obviously. Um, unless the money's right, not interested in fighting Kane Evans. But um, if the money talks, I, I'm in. Well, I, I got that's... I got spark to pay for. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 so with Rich Walsh being called up by Richard, that reminds me of uh, something that we were talking about pre-show. So, folks, look out. We are going to be having a uh, New Zealand Sport Radio special um, where the boys will be picking their worst ever um, Warriors uh, team. Uh, so not not so not a whole team, but individual players who they who, who they um, 
not weren't necessarily the worst players in that position, but who they disliked the most to, and, and uh, they think also poor players, but ones who kind of did, as Richie says, did the Warriors dirty. Um, so look out for that, folks. That'll be a New Zealand Sport Radio special um, there uh, because the boys are heading over to do on Ruin Hammers to give the best ever um, Warriors. Uh, but uh, they're too nice uh, and we're, we're not. We, we've, uh, we're, 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 as Brad has shown, we've got a bit, a bit, a bit of clever life about us. So we're going to do the yeah. worst ever Warriors team. So we're look out for that in the uh, coming couple of weeks. Potentially burn any bridge I have of ever working for the Warriors in a media yep. capacity. But, we'll um, never get any media passes anymore. That's yep. that's gone. Burning burning bridges seems to be my thing. So we'll go with it. Anymore? <laughs> anymore? Anymore? Well, wow. at all, at all. Been, they've recently been getting some sort of uh, uh, apparently um, flights to Australia and stuff. Not nobody telling us about it. And uh, wine and dined in the. Uh, yeah. in, 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 that's in why. The I, th- I think it's had dreams about it. He doesn't come to the Warriors games with me, but he's sitting in the box with them, I see. But, um, yeah, great questions. Um, so we may as well go into our picks now. Um, if you can bring up that picture for the finals for me, Paul. Um, only two games. Simon's given me his picks. Um, I've got mine. I just need Richie. So on Friday night with the Cowboys-Eels, I've gone with the Eels, and Simon has gone with the Cowboys. Yeah, just copy and paste your picks, Brad. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, but yeah, I did pick the Eels. You picked the Eels. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was very tough. Um, it was tough, but I just feel like the Eels have got a bit of form at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've gone with that. And then Saturday, probably the game of the round, the grand final rematch, uh, panthers Rabbitohs. Simon has gone with the Rabbitohs, and so have I. Wow. Um, I, cool. I said it. I said it last week that I feel that the Rabbitohs are going to do it. My confidence took a massive hit after watching them drop the ball everywhere. Mm. But um, if they can keep, as I said, if they keep um, the ball in hand, I think they can do it. Um, it won't be easy by any means. But, um, you know, that grand final was missing the trail and the Panthers won by an intercept try. Yep. So add, add the trail back in, it's anyone's. But, yeah, that's what I've gone with. What about you? Uh, as much as I'd love for you guys to be right, don't get me wrong, I would love it. I'd love the Panthers to get knocked out. But I'm picking the Panthers. I think the games are set up so we get a Western Sydney derby as a grand final, which would be massive. Um, so, yeah, I'm picking Panthers. So you you might get two out of two again. <laughs> um, it'd be interesting. If it's Eels or Panthers final, I don't know. I'd have to go with the Eels. I don't want. I don't want to see the Panthers win. <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah, so, 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 Brad's clearly been on the uh, the loopy juice this week. Um, yeah, the Cowboys and the Panthers have had a week off uh, to prepare. Uh, two weeks to prepare for this game, where and, and to rest the bodies at this stage of the season, uh, giving those players a, a bit of a rest uh, and uh, those aches and bruises or those bashes to, to recover. Uh, you've got to go with home teams at this stage, boys. You can't be going with away teams. At this stage, we've been bashed around. You're, um, you're, you're on the loop, Juice Brad. I'm sorry, going for two away wins. Cowboys have got too many Warriors in there. Um, <laughs> just, can't, just can't do it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Simon said Western Sydney teams in the grand final sounds disgusting. I'm with it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's as it's been with every finals game, though, Paul. It's basically flip a coin. Um, you you could make a, a honest and serious conversation for both sides on why they should win. Um, it's that close. Um, 
obviously the one side scores. If these games are close going into the uh, the final ten minutes, the two teams that have had a week's rest will we will we'll, we'll, we'll see it out. The other two teams will just be go uh, dead in their feet. There's or that's the, my prediction for you. That's your home, see, home, home wins. Typical rugby supporter. Go okay, go back in the background, Paul. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. Um, but, yeah, um, they should be good games, though. Really looking forward to talking about them next week. But have to talk about Super League before we go. Um, Disappointing. As as Richie said earlier, um, Brody Croft from the Salford um, Red Devils has been named the 2022 Man of Steel. So congrats to Brody Croft showing that literally anyone can play Super League. Um, <laughs> well done. Um but the, we have our finalists now. Um, St. Helens, as expected, went through defeating Salford 19-12. And my Wigan team let me down. Yeah. They lost to Leeds 20-8. to um, I didn't get to watch all the game. I got to see, like, highlights or lowlights, I guess you could say. Um, and, yeah, it just didn't look like a great day for them. It was also officially the last game for Thomas Lulawai. Mm. Um, as a player, he's staying on in a coaching um more role, which I think we talked about a couple of months ago, but um, would have been nice to see him go out in the grand final. But you know, the the world's the world's not kind like that at times. Um, but that means that we have a grand final this week between St Helens and Leeds. Um, so I feel like St Helens are going to send Christian Wolf out, um, yeah. winning the Super League, um, which is kind of a rinse and repeat of almost every year when it comes to St Helens. Um, but Leeds. They might surprise us. Um, you would you pick St Helens here though? I think so, mate. As as good as Leeds were, and I, I watched the game. I was rooting for Wigan, as I, I I'm like you. I root for Wigan as well, and Wigan just didn't look in the game. It was quite disappointing. But um, St Helens just they just have it at this at this time of year, don't they? Yeah, um, hard to tip against them. And I know I didn't. I was going to put in the new segment, but I saw the Warriors put an article out promoting how many Warriors players are in the grand final because um, there's quite a few of them all over the place over there anyway. But, um, yeah, it should be a cracker of a game, and with limited footy, um, I should be able to hopefully watch this one um, so I can actually give a bit more of an insightful comment on it. And, yeah, Simon's picked St. Helens as well. Um, so, yeah, you watch us all be wrong with Leeds taking it out. Um, anything else you guys want to add? Um, oh, yeah, and Simon's also said second division competition um, had been delayed the semifinals, but they'll be played this weekend. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to add, Richie or Paul? Yeah, yeah, of course. Thanks to everyone for the cracking conversations. As always, it's a lot of fun. Thank you, Paul. Um, show him some love on Patreon. Again, we'll go for the trifecta. Patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio. Uh, Thanks, Brad. Good chat Thank tonight. you. Yeah, and watch for the link for the pay-per-view for uh, Sterling versus Walsh coming probably in December. <laughs> um, we'll get out to get our feelers out to Walsh's management. But, um, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly update on Rugby League. Tune into our show next week on Wednesday at 8pm here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers again for joining me, uh, Richie, and welcome back, Paul. Thank you for your help, and good night, everyone. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.